How about good news times two in Syracuse? First, a basketball win? Come on. Nobody thought they were going to win that game. We both predicted them to lose that game. And bowl game, finally out. Exciting news. We're going to talk about both of them. Uh, it's on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, and Valentine with you on your Monday episode. Thanks for being with us on Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today, let's start with some basketball. Very exciting win for Syracuse basketball in South Bend. This is the same fighting Irish team that just mollywhopped Michigan State, who's been playing teams really, really tough this season. So this is not a win to be taken lightly. Syracuse wins 62-61, to 61, a one-point victory at Purcell Pavilion. And this is a team that, I guess, in hindsight, of course, uh, Syracuse matched up pretty well. Jesse Edwards was an animal in this game. Uh, I mean, he was really just unreal. 22 points, 14 rebounds. Though I think Mike Waters tweeted that there was a stat correction. He actually gets 16. So he's got 18 a game on the year, which is crazy. Um, he was just unreal. And nobody could guard him. It was just, they couldn't. And I guess uh, going into this game, you're thinking, you know, it's a really old four grad students and a freshman on the floor for Notre Dame. A ton of experience. A lot of guys who can shoot. Nate Lashevsky can shoot. Cormac Ryan can shoot. Dane Goodwin can shoot. Everybody can shoot. Nate Lashevsky had a terrible game. Like, they held him to one made shot. Like, how nuts is that? Uh, it was just a perfect game for Syracuse. And a lot of uh, people on Twitter were saying that, one, that Bayheim deserves a lot of credit for his coaching. Owen, how did you see it? I see this is a 500 basketball team now that that showed it's got some fight in a matchup that, in hindsight, comes out in favor of Syracuse. Uh, I, I think they did what they needed to do. I, I liked what they did. Uh, you know, being able to shut down Lashevsky is absolutely huge uh, for being able to to be in this game and and take the lead and you know hold on to it, even though maybe the ending could have been played a little bit better. But they. They battled. They grinded. They walk out of there with a win on the road, which I, I, I don't think anyone will be shocked to find out that that's a quad one win when the year is out. Uh, that that could be, especially granted it's on the road, uh, that's that's going to be a huge win if Syracuse can string some games together and, and build some momentum. I don't know if that's the case. Regardless, I, I am very excited to see that this team, given the skid, came out and, and grinded and played a heartfelt game and, and a win nonetheless to show that they're still here to play. They're still here to battle uh, and that they're not done fighting yet. I, I think this is a game where, you know, Joe established himself once again as, as being the key to this team's success, really. I mean, as much as 
you want to harp on him, and rightfully so, the three games leading into this, this team plays better when he's scoring because totally. he is so necessary. And the three-point you know, attack, even though he wasn't incredible from three in this game by any means, but the three-point threat is massive. And being able to connect from three is gigantic for him. And even in a game where he only was two for ten from three, he was able to get his fill in other ways, which is huge. And uh, I'll, I'll give the nod early. Uh, he was able to get his fill because of John Bull uh, and being able to distribute a little bit and, and help and move the ball and things like that. And it helps Gerard and it helps this team because this team, as much as as a fan base, you're sick of Joe. You don't want Joe to be the main scoring option and he should be doing this and he shouldn't be doing that. When you look at this team, you look at the personnel, you have to be aware enough to understand that Gerard is a massive factor for the Syracuse basketball team to be able to compete and to be able to win basketball games. And take a peek at the box score, and that much is clear. Gerard and Edwards, the only two players in double digits for Syracuse. Edwards had 22. Gerard had 20. And like you said, John Bull, who has been the most unlikely player this entire season, has played a lot of minutes. I think some people are angry that he's out there instead of Malik Brown, but it's hard to get mad at him when he it was the he had the most assists in the game on either team. Granted, it was just four, but still, he facilitated incredibly well, and he plays good defense. He doesn't have, offer anything in terms of a shot or any kind of, kind of scoring ability, but he's tall. He could guard the ball, and he could put it where he needs to put it. Yeah, I think that's all you need in a guy like him, and that's exactly what Bayheim needs. He is John Bull. He's almost playing like I don't know, like Dollar Tree Marek. That that's what he is. He's just kind of like he's he's Marek if he had like I don't know an eighth of the skill, but it works because he's got a he's got that passing, he's got the hustle, and he plays solid defense. And that's all you need out of a wing. Obviously, you want him to be able to shoot and score, and maybe Malik Brown could do some of the things he's doing, but you can't really get mad at him when he played really well in that game. Uh, And for the people who probably want to come at us for Gerard takes, because I see a lot of people, it's classic. This always happens when Gerard has a good game. Everyone's like, yeah, where are the people who are talking bad about Gerard now? Huh? All right, yeah, call me in two games when he's two for 31. But anyway, the point is, I feel like I've made my stance clear on Gerard. I think he's an incredibly important player, but when he's not there, he's not there. And you got to take him out when he's not there. Against Notre Dame, he was there, and he was fantastic. He was stealing the ball, playing better defense than I think I've maybe ever seen him play. He was rebounding. He was really, really good. And he, he was shooting inside. Like, he was very good in that game. Some of the best. Yeah, I want to give him get. I want to give him that credit too, because as you said, you when he's off, he's off. And this was a and you got to take him out game. when he's off. This was a basketball game where he wasn't on like we traditionally see him when he's on. Joe Girard being on is usually splashing from three. This was a different route to 20 points than I think we've seen Joe play and Joe have. And I, I do think that that was cool for him and a nod to him for being able to, for the first time this season, problem solve and be able to have a successful game when the shot wasn't there from deep. Uh, so I, I do think that it's really important for him being able to, you know, improve this season and have a better overall season than he had in the last, you know, three-game stretch. This is massive for him to be able to 
you know, have a game where, albeit against a smaller opponent, uh, where they don't play as, you know, physical or aggressive of defense because of the rotation that they play and the lack thereof. But he found his fill in a different route. And, and I do think that's that's big for him to be able to build off of and important for Syracuse to have him be able to score when the three isn't there. And, and so it, it's a big thing, and I, I'm excited to see it for him, and I, I'm curious to see, you know, what happens next, right? This is a, as we alluded to last week, after the Notre Dame game, which they have now won, it's a pretty darn favorable schedule until you get a few games into ACC play. So I, I, I'm actually, at this point in time, I'm not confident in the team, but they have a stretch right now that, you know, they could very easily be projected to win the next, what, one, two, three, four, seven games. And you got to take that time to gel. You're 11 to, and four. To get together, really build some chemistry, figure out everybody's role within the team. That is what this stretch is going to be. And what it has to be if Syracuse yeah. is going to have any kind of chance at the postseason. 100%. Bones, we, we got a lot today. I mean, it's you said there's a lot of positives, a lot going on, and, and it is it's holiday time. It's it's around uh, it's around Christmas time. Whatever you celebrate, it is that time, and no one. It doesn't get better than a good steak, does it? it doesn't. I, I don't think it does. And the holidays are here, and you can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code LOCKDOWN at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary Butcher's Cup Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shop or the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Gotta love a good Omaha steak. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Before Delicious. we talk about uh, the bowl and uh, our reactions to Syracuse being in the pinstripe bowl against Minnesota, I want to quickly head to Twitter because we had a lot of uh, interactions on our post-game tweets, so I just want to highlight a couple of tweets from the people to see uh, how everybody feels about that basketball win. Um, here we go. First guy, Jeff says, anxious to see if what they were able to do carries over. They're not going to win a lot of games shooting three of 18 from three. I think that's a decent point. Um, but because like I said, I mean, we go back to that box score. It's, it's a relatively ugly box score. Two guys had had good, good games. Everybody else was awful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and like he said, like Jeff said, that's not going to win you every time out. You're just not going to win that way all the time. Uh, it worked in this case, but it's not always going to work. This is honestly kind of a vintage Syracuse game in which defense was your friend and you just tried to make sure the other team didn't score more than 65 points. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, this is a team that is not as built upon threes as last year's team was. But still, the three-point shot is a big part of their game like it is with any successful basketball team these days. Uh, and you're going to have to have bigger games out of guys like Judah Mintz, who we're hearing one-and-done talk because of those two Barclays games, but that's fleeting fast. This guy, I mean, he's incredibly athletic. He's just acrobatic. He's incredible. But if you're only scoring nine points, I mean, are you that great? Show me something, Judah. Give me something. Yeah, I, I look. I look at this box score as you were saying it, and the three point, you know, numbers are are of concern because this is now that recurring thing where no one on this team can hit a three. And you've got flashes from Bell, you've got flashes from Taylor, and I, personally, I'm sick of saying flashes, but that's really what it is. Uh, there, it's not consistent enough. There needs to be a way better presence from three, and it doesn't exist yet. And as it was mentioned on the broadcast. Uh, I think in that St. John's game, maybe, or no, it was in the Illinois game. You know, when you look at Judah, he can't shoot the three. And that is a glaring issue in terms of a guard in the NBA right now. Your guards at the NBA need to be able to hit the three, need to be able to shoot the ball far better than Mintz is right now. Uh, and that will inevitably, I, I think, hold him back from being a one and done uh, with a handful of other things that need to be improved on that list as well. Outstanding talent. Uh, I, I love seeing a guard that can get to the rim and finish, but there is stuff you know that needs to to improve upon and needs to jump before he can make that jump as well. Totally, absolutely, you're hundred percent correct. Um, he didn't have the greatest game of all time. Benny hit one shot. Justin Taylor, who I like a lot, wasn't great. Um, you see, a couple like you said flashes but there's nothing consistent within those role players it's the game is just geared towards joe and jesse which it has to be in a lot of cases but you still wish you could get more from those guys who could potentially turn into x factors um and guys that you're going to need to turn into x factors if you're going to be successful down the stretch this year um but that's what this upcoming stretch is for is to find those guys and figure out what they can do and whatnot um, I'm going to try and get one more before we move on. Owen filibuster while I look. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm looking right now at the schedule. It, it really is. It's a nice stretch. Uh, and that's, that's going to be huge because there's, you know, in this stretch, you know, you look at Ken Palm and the projected score of each game. They're not really close games in terms of projections. This pit game, couple of weeks from now is a four-point game, but everything else is pretty much a double-digit win leading up to Virginia in 2023. Uh, so the, the schedule right now does look favorable, uh, and it's it's something that Syracuse needs. And I, I do think there's a ton of room for, for them to figure out who they are, what they can do, and what their actual game is in that seven game stretch leading up to Virginia, January 6th or 7th, January 6th. Gregory says built the offensive attack inside and rotated and closed out a lot better in the zone. He wants Taylor to start next game. I disagree there, but I will say, I thought, like I said a little bit before it was a defensive game. The zone looked pretty good. I mean, the corner three is still something that they're going to have a really hard time with. And that comes with bringing in six freshmen and a transfer when you have a bunch of new guys, whatever. But 
I don't really want to be sitting here saying, well, you know, he is a freshman, so the zone's going to be tough. I don't want to be saying that in January and, and February, you know? Get the zone yeah. down. Figure it out. Yeah, 100%. Um, totally. Yeah. You've got to be able to cover that corner three. And Cormac Ryan was hitting that. Leshevsky hit that shot. It was brutal. And if they utilized that more, I think they probably could have won this game, beat Syracuse, but they figured it out. They adapted. And I think that's something that is a huge positive in this game. And the crazy switch from last year to this just in terms of athleticism helps the defense so much there was just no athleticism on the team last year and that shined through most brightly on the defensive end yeah 100 percent. i will say and Beheim said this in the post game uh that adjustment made in the second half to better defend the corner three was evident. It was much better in the second half to be able to rotate totally. down. Absolutely. And I think he mentioned he brought Jesse up in the zone a little bit to to limit the effectiveness of like that free throw line jumper and the ability to distribute from there. You know, those are changes that you need to make. Those are the adjustments that, you know, have made Bayheim as successful as he has been for, you know, a half century at this point. And it it's even in, you know, the calls for him to go and the disappointment he has the adjustments in him still, and he can make the adjustments and can do stuff like that. And I think the play call at the end of this game is a gorgeous example of a play written up uh, to get Judah to the rim. It had options. Jesse was taken away, and it ends up with Judah, who's you know, arguably your best finisher at the rim uh, in terms of non-Jesse, to be able to you know, have a very, very solid look and, and things like that. I do want to comment quickly. You don't want Taylor to start, but I, I do look at that position right now, and I look at Benny Williams, who is struggling and struggling to rebound. I look at Chris Bell, who is struggling to rebound as well, and I see that, you know, in how many minutes? 30 minutes, Taylor's the second leading rebounder well, on this team. I said that, and then immediately I was like, let me look at that. And just like you said, 30 minutes in that game, and I kind of remember the game. Listen. It's been a day since the game. I had to, you know, remember. I I think I'm closer to that opinion than I than not. Okay. But I still want him to prove it for a couple of games, you know? Yeah, me too. But I, I do look in the aggression rebounding is is noticeably different between totally. the three of them. There's uh, also something to be said about a lot. guy like him coming off the bench, though. True. Be a spark. Have that be on waiters. Yeah. I'm fine with either spot at this point. I really am. Want to do one more right. quick one? Okay, sure. Um, I got to get back to it real quick. Um, hold on. Doo-doo. I will say in terms of filibustering, a small Notre Dame team that still out-rebounds Syracuse by seven. Right? This is going to be one of your easiest opponents in terms of defensive size and overall size and rebounding as a whole and you know Syracuse still lets them out rebound them by seven um not what you're looking for definitely something that I know Bayheim is furious about frustrated about but we'll take a see we'll have to see I don't have one but I do want to make a comment about that rebounding this that, that's yeah. what we'll end on in terms of basketball uh what I what I keep coming back to is that last year, Edwards was the leading rebounder. And second was Cole Swider. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it was by a large margin. 
Um, that's going to have to be Benny Williams this year. It has to be Benny Williams. I mean, there's really no way around it. It has to be him because he's the only guy who's athletic enough, tall enough to get in there. Chris Bell, we already know, isn't going to rebound. He's not going to turn into Dennis Rodman in one season. Um, and unless Justin Taylor starts and turns into that guy, I don't see it being him either. So it has to be Benny. And if it doesn't become him, they might have an issue on the boards every game because Jesse could have 20 rebounds a game. He got 18 a game right now, but that's not going to save you like we saw in this game. So it can't be a one-man effort. Go for it. Cole Swider was the leading rebounder. Oh, because Jesse got hurt. Jesse averaged six and a half a game. Swider averaged 6.8. Honestly, I was going by total rebounds, but that works too. Yeah. Um, Either way. But it's probably true. Um, it's probably true both ways. All right. So basketball gets a win. Not the only thing happening. So after the break, we got bowl game to talk about. So let's have some fun. <laughs> Locked on Syracuse. We believe your home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. Right now, Simply Safe is offering lockdown listeners 40% of a new security system. But don't put this off. Here's why I love it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Reports for the third year in a row. An emergency 24 7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. Simply Safe is the whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Woo. Gotta love Simply Safe. All right, people. It's bowl season. Okay. Get excited. I know there's some people out there that aren't excited about this game. I don't care. I You have to be excited. If you're a fan of this football team, you've got to be pumped. They're in a bowl game. Second yeah. time in Dino Babers' tenure. They're 7-5. and five. Get excited. Syracuse has another chance at a bowl. Pinstripe Bowl, we've seen it two times before. I get it. I understand. But, hey, we might be the greatest pinstripe bowl team of all time. So, at least we could take that home. Look at that. Look at Nassib right there. That's a pinstripe bowl champ. Okay. Oh yeah. They beat West Virginia. Is he better than that? I don't think um, so. They're playing the Golden Gophers, who this season have been pretty interesting. They came out of the gates really hot, four and zero, and they were crushing teams. Beat Colorado forty nine seven, Michigan State thirty four seven. Then they lost three straight after being ranked after that fourth week, and they won three straight and lost at one. Tanner Morgan, who you might remember from being bald, a cue ball. Uh, he's still there. He's a thousand years old and he's still playing. I don't think he's going to start this game. He's been dealing with injuries down the stretch this season. So they've had the backup in who I'm going to try to pronounce this, but it's going to go horribly wrong. This man is Greek. I assume. Ethan Kaliak Manis 
Kaliakmanis? Kaliakmanis. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, he's a backup. He's been starting. He is a redshirt freshman. Uh, he hasn't been good. He's been bad. And Minnesota, who thought their season was going to be fantastic, has kind of nosedived a little bit. Uh, they still have Mohamed Ibrahim, who is absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's one of the best running backs in the country. I mean, that guy, he had fifteen, almost 1,600, six yards away from 1,600 yards this season, 19 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, he was really uh, the entire offense, and he's been there for since 2018 as well. Um, this is a team that has a lot of talent, but one that kind of shot below expectations this season. To be honest, I think it's a really – it's a tough threat. It's not like the West Virginia game from 2018 where Will Greer wasn't playing, and I think we were all like, oh, they're going to win this game. Um, this could be a really tough game and one yeah. that uh, they're really going to have to fight hard to win because Minnesota, like I said, has a lot of tough talent. Um, but Syracuse's defense, of course, has been fantastic all season. It might come down to who opts out. Yeah, I will say this before we continue at all. This is a Minnesota football team that Max Chadwick, who comes on pregame for a chat with Chadwick, predicted to make the college football playoff. What? Early in the season. That's how good they started this season out. They honestly, they had a very similar season to Syracuse in that they started really hot, built up a ton of expectations, and then, as you said, nosed out. Uh, and, and really took a hard dip, and, and that's sort of what you saw. And I, I think they're they're in a difficult spot with Morgan being hurt and, and playing a redshirt freshman at this point that has not shown all too much at the quarterback spot. Um, but this is a a team who, as you said, with Ibrahim at the running back spot, Syracuse has struggled in their five game losing streak against solid running backs and decent running backs, and decent running offenses. And, I mean, he's got 1,300 yards on the ground, or uh, not 1,300, 1,600 yards on the ground. That's a very, very tall task for Syracuse and a run defense that's struggled. And this is an O-line for, for Minnesota that's that's got some decent size uh, and will be able to create gaps and a running back that will take advantage of that. And that is my big concern in this game is, you know, a still injured Syracuse defense who struggles to stop the run going up against a running back who's averaging 150 yards a game on the ground. That's the concern. That's the issue. Totally. Uh, and how they respond to that will determine the competitiveness they have in this football game. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people are talking about how Syracuse – tweeted the graphic and a certain number 34 is not in it owen what do you believe i predicted that did you really i said that on our last episode that i wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play um i don't think that specifically means anything but if it does mean something then i am right this is true uh they call him nostra valentine (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Sean didn't play. I, honestly, I'm not even reading into it too much. It might not mean anything. Um, I feel like they wouldn't tell us that way. But no. uh, and obviously, like 
they knew if if that was what they were doing, they'd know what they were doing. So, um, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. That happens all the time. But uh, we'll get more into bowl coverage as the game gets a lot closer, and we will keep you covered on Syracuse basketball, of course. Owen and I will be back with you tomorrow for another episode. But first, thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Go make your second listen, the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. They got a lot of good stuff going on over there. Make that your second listen. Thanks for making us the first, and we'll see you tomorrow.